0: You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome,
1: Welcome to, to Golik and Smetty. I'm Mike Golik. I'm Jessica Smetana. Welcome to another edition of Golik and Smetty. Mike Golik, senior here. That's Jess Smetana. Um, yeah, the Golik yeah. Subpar Classic two is in the books. Jess and I golfed a couple of holes together. By the way, Jess, you have a wonderful swing. Mm. Um, You have a really nice swing. The ball may not always go where you want it to go. No, rarely. But your swing is a very nice swing. If you take a photograph or a a film of it, a video of it, it looks great. Just don't show where the ball went.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Is that being mean?
0: Okay, it's a little, it's fair. You saw probably two of my lowest moments of... I would say maybe my golf career at the Golic Subpar Classic today. And as we were recording this, Mike and I are both uh, coming off of yeah. several hours in in driving rain, playing golf. So we're tired. We also, you know, spent the weekend drinking. So Yes, did we did. Too.
1: Yes, we did. But
0: um, I had a fantastic time. But the low moments were both witnessed by you, Mike. And the first one was my cart wasn't working. And I couldn't get the parking brake off. And uh, after about five minutes, realized it was a neutral. So that was pretty upsetting. I wish you hadn't seen that. It was about as upset as I've ever been. I obviously blame my boyfriend. It was his fault. I still think it was his fault. Um, Wait a minute. Yeah, that who, was- who
1: was in the driver's seat?
0: Well, we were switching time. back and forth. So Who was
1: in when this particular when this thing this particular happened, thing
0: happened. I was driving. Okay. But I still blame him because nothing's my fault.
1: I and mean, it, it was it was amazing. As Jess was trying to go, it would keep beeping like the brake was on and was wasn't going anywhere. She was turning and that, that oh, Lee tried bad. Lee tried the rebooting. Turn it off and turn it on. It was turned so the, bad. Turn the golf cart off and turn it on I think that's gonna happen. I mean <laughs> and oh by the way. It was pouring it. This was one of the times where it was raining. So her team and myself were all getting rained on as she's trying to figure out the frigging golf cart and then realizes it's in neutral.
0: Okay. Well, you were actually the only one getting rained on because you were in your little custom scooter that doesn't have a roof. Yeah. Yeah, Which is honestly, I have to say, is so cool. I want one. You like scooting around look like the coolest person at the nursing home. It is a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal vibe. But um yeah, I felt like an idiot. And that that was after I actually I accidentally took the cart off the cart path on a par three, yeah. trying to go back and get one of my balls and I, I I couldn't get it to go. It like you know, it freezes and you have it to reverse It dies, yeah,
1: because you go in the wrong spot. And you yeah. Have to and that out. was
0: my bad too. So I we had already had issues with the cart and it's been a while and I've Forgot you should always check and see if it's in neutral because there's only like three things that could be wrong with a, a golf cart: it's off, the parking brake is on, or it's in neutral. And yeah. we checked the other two. Forgot that you could accidentally put it in neutral, so that sucked. Yeah,
1: it's it's um, not it's not you don't have to go under the hood, you know, of a golf right. cart and really <laughs> right. start checking plugs and things like that. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was yeah, something. That was, and and then, that was bleak. And then I don't think either of us, when we were golfing together, really hit any great show well actually i did hit one uh that got pretty close to the i had a good
0: one too i had a couple good ones you we played a couple holes together and my my second lowest moment was just like whiffing on a drive which is like something i used to do all the time when i played golf haven't done in a couple years but of course when you're standing behind me i did it um so that was humiliating um, but other than that, I you know I didn't play that bad. I, I appreciate your compliment on my swing. I, I like to take pride
1: in my it really swing. Is.
0: I'm not so good at aiming where I want the ball to go. Well, That's step so, two. So,
1: so so let me we'll ask you when when and again it, it was it was a wonderful tournament. We had a great party on Sunday night as well. Uh, I don't have the final numbers yet of of what we raised, but we raised over hundred thousand last year, and hopefully we beat it this year. So. Everything went went really great. Even the rain didn't stop it. We didn't have to leave the course. There was no lightning or or anything like that. So, and a lot of a lot of great celebs came in. A lot of former uh, uh, and um, Notre Dame football players and others as well, like Jess. Other celebrities like Jess <laughs> were there as like well, me. and others. like Well, you weren't a Notre Dame football player, so Correct. I had to go. And others. So all went all went great. But I do have to ask you, because mm-hmm. you're saying when I was there, your shot struggled. So when do you fold under the pressure of the bright lights? Are you not good at performing, whether it's golf or pickleball or whatever, if there's an audience? Or Because this is, this is a question you could ask anybody out there. About anything, you know, when you do, when you do something and you do it pretty well, but then all of a sudden, maybe there's a camera on you or there's your, your podcast partner standing right next to you. Does that affect your play?
0: A hundred percent. And I think it affects most people's play, especially in an amateur golf tournament in which I am the most amateur of amateurs, Mike, because I'm trying to impress you. So you think that I'm cool. And there's also an element of it where you remind me of my dad who was constantly giving me unsolicited advice about my swing. So I'm trying to always do it the right way so that he doesn't tell me like, oh, you know, your club face is down. You got to tilt it up or whatever, you know, open up your hips. Like, whatever. I don't care, dad. So, yeah, there's an element of that, too. Um, I'm just I'm not a professional athlete and you have you have played football in front of. Over the course of your career, millions of people. The most uh, sports I've ever done in front of a crowd was like high school soccer. And then today at the golf tournament, when six people are watching me drive ah. on number two on the par four. So, yeah, I'm not used to it. You could put it that way.
1: All right. I, I, I wasn't sure. You know, sometimes that brings out the best in people, you know, and sometimes there's there's a nerve. Now, so next year, if we golf, a, we're, we'll golf a couple of holes again. Will that be the, because I didn't do that last year and this year Mm -hmm. I was golfed a couple holes with you. So will I have the same effect on you as you say, you're trying to impress me, which you don't have to do, Jess, you already impressed me enough, even though you age shame me and you age shame your father at every turn at absolutely every turn. But if I'm standing next to you next year, will it have the same effect?
0: That's a, you know, probably not because now you've seen me do the most embarrassing thing you can do as a golfer, which is get your cart stuck in neutral. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen that
1: before. I've never seen that before.
0: You like, it's something that you do when you're like 15 and you you don't know what you're doing. What golf carts even have a neutral? Who's who's putting the golf cart in neutral? They're taking it through a car wash. I don't even get that. (laughs) It was annoying. So, no. You know what? Now that I've been sufficiently humiliated, Mike, I don't think next year that will have the same effect on me. Um, luckily, also, my my foursome that I played with was very, very nice. One thing that I've learned about golf, because I used to be very intimidated about playing golf and by other golfers. That right, right. It used to be something that prevented me from playing golf. Because you don't want to be the person who's the slowest person on you know, in your foursome, who's chasing shots, who's losing right. balls. Yep. Yep. You don't want to be that person. You know, you want to have like some level of skill. So at least you're having a good time. But what I realized the last few years as I picked up golf again, because there was probably like 10 years where I was playing soccer and not really golfing. and I, I picked it up again recently. I realized that everyone really sucks at golf. Like there's right? not that many good golfers. There's one guy in our foursome who was amazing. He was. But other than that guy, yeah, yeah. I mean, people. I only lost four balls today. For me, that is like that's like getting a hole in one. I, I, <laughs> I only lost four balls. Only one in the water, three in the fescue. But like that's a pretty good day for me.
1: But but you're right because you know my wife doesn't golf, and she said over here on the on the the, the Burke, the one the other golf course at Notre Dame. She said she wants to go over and golf with me at times, but she's concerned people will think she stinks. Mm-hmm. I said, A, most people stink. Yeah. B, it's a tough sport. B, they don't care about you. <laughs> no, nobody is if we're on two and the next hole over fairway, they can see us, nobody is stopping their game and saying, let's watch that lady hit so right. we can mock her. Right, they don't care. They only care about their shot. They don't care what you're doing.
0: That's fair. There's no internet forums like Chris Golick is a terrible golfer. It's all shame hurt. No one gives a shit because everyone sucks. Like I've, I've played with good golfers. I've played with really bad golfers. Most golfers are in the really bad to below average category. I feel like I fit in fine today. We are playing a scramble. We used, a couple of my shots here, a couple of my shots there, a couple of my birdie putts there, and you know that's the that's the best you can hope for, really.
1: So, and speaking of golf, did you see the end of the um, the Travelers in in Hartford? This has to be the easiest golf course. On the PGA tour now, <laughs> I now, saw
0: I saw that the winning score was like twenty five
1: under. It was I think Is it was that right? Keegan Bradley, I think it was twenty three under. They okay. said he had a shaky finish and won at twenty three under. I mean, yeah, there were go- other guys in the twenties that were under. I mean, if you weren't double digits under in this, you have to suck because I, I the the I think the PGA record of fifty eight was shot. At the Travelers. and It's at the same golf course each year at the TPC there. It's got to be the easiest course known to mankind for pros. Now, again, not for people like us. We wouldn't go and destroy that course. Well, I, I, you, I hate courses you play, like that. Have
0: you played there? Because you used no. to live. No. Okay. I was going to no. say, what did you shoot there? Because we could.
1: I, 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 have, right now. I have not played okay. there. I, I never got in all the years of Mike and Mike and all that. I never got asked to play in the wow. pro am there. I that was Jeez. bummed. I cried every year. I teared up wow. when I wasn't asked to do it. But I mean, oh my gosh! I, I could that course be any? It's, it it almost, it almost isn't even a challenge. It's like going to like a mini putt putt course, you know, and, they and have just getting hole and what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it was horrible. I, I would love to be able to golf well in that, but I, I'd like to know, and I, maybe people will answer us: is is there a tournament where consistently? The winning scores are in the high teens or the low 20s. Keegan Bradley set a record there uh, this time around. I mean, I, I don't know why it's such an easy course.
0: Mm, well, I think we're, we're going to have to get a, a finagle and invite to it and see how easy it really is because chances are I'm whiffing on a couple, you know, tee yeah. shots at the TPC courses. So. Those
1: things, Jess, there you would get nervous. When you golf on those pro-ams. There oh, are yeah. pro- there no, are people there. There's yeah. no
0: way. I I was invited to play in like the American Century Classic one a couple years ago with the Levitard show. It was like the right. first year they go out every year. I haven't been able to make it because my schedule is always. I always have some sort of conflict. But the first year they wanted me to compete against Chris Cody to see which of us would take the second spot in the pro am, and I was like, I. I will purposely throw that game. Right. <laughs> I do not want to yeah. do that. <laughs> as cool as it would be to golf yeah. in you know the same tournament that like Tony Romo and Steph Curry are playing in, I don't want any part of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See that's where now I'm playing in that this year. So oh my am,
0: gosh, I am, I am gonna watch you and I, heckle you from my TV.
1: And I'm not gonna lie, Jess, I'm nervous about it because I would be not, nervous, not because I'm golfing. You know, against Romo and those guys. Those guys, they're the ones that are gonna win. The, the Romos and John Smoltzes of the world, and those uh-huh. guys are great golfers. I, I will be nowhere near in contention, but it's about not embarrassing myself. I got asked to do it way back in the Mike and Mike years when I was still big boned and Mm -hmm. uh well I was a little larger then and my game wasn't as good I was more concerned about how many beers I would have each hole than how I hit so I'm like you know I don't want to play in this because I'll I'll, I'll, it'll be too embarrassing but now I got asked last year and I had to get a shoulder another shoulder surgery done so I had to skip it so this year yeah I'm going in it and and I'm nervous ai can't wait I rarely golf back-to-back days This is a Thursday practice round, Friday, Saturday, Sunday competition, and I have to walk. I have to walk. Oh, no. I hate walking. Someone goes to me, if you walked, you have to carry your own bag. I said, if I had to carry my own bag, I said, I wouldn't go in the tournament. Again, first word problems here, but they give you you caddies. I don't don't like walking. No.
0: 18 holes is too long. I've always thought that golf courses should be three sections of six instead of two of nine. Because I think that right around the 12 hole mark, that's when my interest level, Boom. my fatigue, Boom. it all is kind of intersecting. I, and I start plateauing, and my yep. arms get tired, and I'm bored, and I want to drink, and I want to go home, and I'm sunburned, and I'm ready for, you know, to call it quits. It's been three hours. But then those last six holes, you're just exhausted, and it's not fun anymore. And I Couldn't think there should more. be two rounds of six, and then a mutual third option Six holes to finish it out, so you can still play. You know, your eighteen right, and your thirty right. sixes. It's all multiples of six, but people like me can quit after the first twelve, and then we're good.
1: You and I would be heading off to the bar together because I'm I'm a 100%. fan of a thirteen hole golf course, thirteen holes, and then we're on our way. Because I'm with you. I, I like start round to, number, but I start to fade. I just yeah. I just start to fade, and so I, I'm I'm looking forward to playing this because it looks like so much fun. But I'm very nervous that I'll golf horribly or I'll hit somebody with a golf ball.
0: (laughs) Well that that happened to Chris Cody also. Ray Romano hit him in the leg with a golf ball two years ago at this thing. Oh
1: see, and I'm not gonna lie, Jess, I will I will fanboy out if Ray Romano is there. Every night when Chris and I go to bed, we watch reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond. (laughs) We are Ray Romano fans and that I love show it. fans. Well so. he'll
0: probably be there. And I guess mean, what? Chris Cody is cousins with him, so he can introduce you.
1: Seriously. He
0: got hit in the ball in the leg with Ray Romano's ball and he's his cousin. How weird. Oh is my
1: that? god, that is very cool because there's a lot of celebrities there, but you know, luckily through the years of, of ESPN and Mike and Mike and, and, and me and Wingo and, and my son having a show, you meet a lot of people. That and and I've never been overly excited about meeting athletes because I talk to them or have them on right. the shows. It's always entertainers like singers mm-hmm. or actors. So I'm really hoping Ray Romano's there and I get to meet him. I am gonna fanboy. <laughs> and he
0: smacks him. you with a golf yeah, ball in the leg. Hits legs. me, hits me in the leg with a golf ball. I so. mean, well, Mike. You're you're you have a great swing. Also, you had a few great shots. I think you birdied a hole for us. Uh, I did. on the front yeah, nine. You yeah, are great and you look cool in your scooter. So hopefully they'll let you bring your scooter with you to Lake Tahoe for it and, and the, you'll be all set.
1: Those guys are going to be there with the fat scooter. So they asked me if I would drive it around there. I said hells to the yes. But I will say <laughs> uh, before we, we close on this is, is right before you guys left, you did give me the Tupperware full of the oh, chocolate yes. chip cookies with some sea salt in it and Yes, there are probably two left. Well, you saw when you were there. People were just coming by and grabbing They got devoured, yeah. Yeah, they did. All right, well, give
0: give me a a rating out of 10 because I made these cookies for you, just so you know, Mike, actually. Very strategic about this because we were busy. The the power went out at the house I was staying at for like six hours the night that I was going to make you the cookies and I couldn't, so I had to adjust and make them in the morning before we left for South Bend. It was like kind of a shit show. So- I really went above and beyond to make sure you got these cookies. And I want to know if they were as good as you hoped they would be.
1: You saw what happened. They were devoured. Those were 10 out of 10. They were fantastic.
0: I'll take a 10. They
1: were absolutely fantastic. I loved them. 10 Um, also
0: what I score on most holes when I play golf by myself. Yeah,
1: I didn't want to bring that up uh, at all. But it was a great time. I'm glad you were there. We had a lot of fun. Hopefully, when the final tally comes in, we'll uh, have raised a lot of money again to help uh the local charities in the area because that's truly uh what it's all about all right coming up uh who is or looks like we may have a team for hard knocks now but in all honesty is hard knocks still what it what it used to be or are we past it so we'll jump into that next all right jess so hard Knocks, you watch hard knocks every year
0: Okay, so I used to. It used to be the highlight of my August because you get so bored of no football and then you finally get, like, a tiny little morsel of football when Hard Knocks comes back and you turn it on and you hear the with the sprinklers and everything. (laughs) And, like, that always, like, you know, it it scratches a itch. You're like, okay, we're almost there. It's preseason time. But I have to admit, the last, I think the last two seasons, I completely skipped because it just got so... uh, undramatic uninteresting just very formulaic and you know i i lost interest
1: can you do the sprinkler sound one more time that's pretty good
0: thank you that's thank actually you. really i nice appreciate i think honestly i think the last one i watched was probably when the cowboys were on it i probably watched just the first two episodes and then i gave up
1: so i i watched it last year uh it was detroit and and everybody fell in love with dan campbell yeah. I mean, this big former tight end, tough as nails player, introductory press conference said, Our guys are gonna bite off your kneecaps. And mm-hmm. so if I'm a player, quite honestly, and we get a coach and he says that I'm like, Oh hell, man, is training camp gonna be hard, you know, and and, and so a tough guy, but he gets emotional with his players at times. You just kinda loved him. So I think everybody kind of fell in love with him and Detroit. And if their team wasn't in it, people rooted for Detroit. Like, I'm picking Detroit to win the NFC North this year over Minnesota because I don't think Green Bay is going to be there with a new quarterback, and I think Chicago is still a little bit uh, mm-hmm. away as they're trying to build their roster around Justin Fields. So uh, I like what Detroit's doing. So I liked that one. It didn't see nobody was standing on a box, jumping up and down, saying, hey, NFL, we'll do it, right? Yeah. And the NFL well, has – I can see
0: Why? Yeah. It's I, because know.
1: I'm with you. It is kind of it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. I agree, it's kind of formulaic. Now I I agree with everything you said. So I didn't watch it with the I kind of watched it after the fact. Even last year. I, I I'd say, Oh, there's one of the episodes of, of Hard Knocks. So let me let me watch it. I don't even I don't even know if I watched them in order, quite honestly. Yeah. So the league is allowed to force a couple of teams, depending on the criteria, well, I won't get into down in the weeds. They they can force a team to do it, and it might be the Jets. The Jets may be the team, and I and I think if people had their choice, if you gave people a choice, a lot of people might pick the Jets because of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, remember he came into camp last year looking like uh, Nicholas Cage from Con Air, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with the with the muscle T-shirt and the, and uh, and and the slick back hair. But I, I I don't know just what you'll get because if players aren't really into it, because you got you try you want to find that personality who's yeah. going to be the personality. But if they do in fact do the Jets, everybody is they're they're going to obviously be going for Aaron Rodgers and saying Aaron's our guy. But what if Aaron's not really into it? What if he doesn't really give him a lot? I mean, he's been in the league for 50 years. He may not give a damn about that, you know. And yeah. and, and then that's going to make it really bad unless somebody else, maybe obviously not as popular as Aaron, becomes kind of the the personality of that show.
0: There's a lot of interesting things there too because I think the re- one of the reasons Hard Knocks has become like less of a must watch for me is because there have been so many instances in the past, you know, five years especially where You know, you know, from reading reports that there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and Hard Knocks is like, we're not going to touch that. We're not going to mention that. We're going to skate right past it. Anything that's like, you know, remotely controversial, not we're not really going to touch. And so it's kind of like, okay, we're not getting the full picture here of what's actually going on at training camp. And with someone like Aaron Rodgers, who has, you know, tons of controversy behind him, things off the field, on the field with getting traded, with his comments about being vaccinated two seasons ago, all of the things that he you know, does on social media, his weird darkness chamber, his ayahuasca retreats. There's like a lot of stuff there that I could see the Jets and also the NFL probably wanting to downplay because you don't want him to be popular for the wrong reasons. And I think people who have an opinion of Aaron Rodgers probably already have an opinion of Aaron Rodgers. There's not a yes. lot of people that are neutral on him, but... I could still see there being a a little bit of censorship there and not wanting to really like cause a ton of problems before the season starts. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sure the Jets are reluctant. They just want to get to work and not have to worry about anything that might happen on Hard Knocks that people see that they don't want people to see. Even though I think it seems like from the last few seasons, they've cut a lot of that sort of stuff out. So if that's the case, then... We're really not going to see the full picture anyways, and then what, you know, what interesting things will we actually see, and that's why the show's gotten a little stale for me, it's because there hasn't been a whole lot of that with a lot of the seasons, and I know that if there is a a funny clip like the Dan Campbell stuff last season, like, I'll just see it on Twitter and I'm not going to have to dedicate, you know, a full hour to watching the episode, so... I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go if the if it is officially the Jets.
1: So did you see the last thing from Aaron Rodgers? He wants psychedelics legalized now. That's, that is that's the new. That is the new
0: thing, Mike. Everyone these is days it? is talking about mushrooms. Oh yeah, really? I'm, well, I am wearing a Grateful Dead. I don't know if you can see my Dead and Co shirt. Uh, so, I, I love you the shirt. I can't yeah. throw glass. I love the shirt. Glass stones, throwing stones, as they would say.
1: That's a Grateful Dead song. I, I have not. uh yeah. I have not done the psychedelic. The mushroom thing yet i i i'm fearful. I'm, gonna cut, I'm
0: gonna cut that and put that
1: on twitter i am I'm, I'm fearful Jess. i i'm not a i'm not in, in on that side of my life of of yeah things like that i'm not a risk taker mm-hmm. by any stretch so i'm like oh yeah i'll try it. give me some or whatever or however you ingest it to see what it does to you i'm i'm not i'm not looking to to get the feeling of whatever the psychedelic drug drug does to me, I'm I'm not looking to go to some dark room and have some revel- revelation of what the dark me darkness too. is good. Maybe, maybe we're missing out. I mean, maybe that's true.
0: I that's, know maybe whatever cool. Rogers would say you know yeah. is that like our minds are closed off to new experiences and things. And you know what, I'm cool with things that I experience already. I like my little podcast and my nice little life, so I'm good. But that's the least of his problems. We'll put it that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but it seems like that would probably be the buzziest team to get yeah, hard knocks. Yeah. If it is them, I can't think of another team of the eligible teams that would have a bigger, you know, mass appeal, especially because it's also New York, you know, like yeah. it's a massive fan base. Haven't made the playoffs in 12 years they traded for a quarterback that they think is going to finally get them in the playoffs and maybe even win the division. And so might have a huge turnaround, but we'll see.
1: I, I have a feeling that show only has a year or two left before they just say, you know what there's, and, and in all honesty, I don't know what the, I don't know what the viewership is. Uh, I have a feeling that's gone down. I, I have no idea, but I know, you know, we're talking about losing interest. I think a lot, a lot of other people but have I do as love the- well. <laughs> you do that really well. It's nice better than job. my golf game yeah well that's true <laughs> um let me ask you this and and yeah. everybody out there if you had this choice this is an interesting one and and i didn't really see this um devon allen now it's devon or devon I, I think it's devon uh, it's d-e-v-o-n is that is that Devin, devon devon
0: just say it quickly yeah that's what yeah, i do and i don't
1: know how someone allen. Name. Okay. Devin allen yeah he runs the um the 110-meter hurdles, okay? And he's on the Philadelphia Eagles. He was on their practice squad last year, okay? The last time he played football before last year was 2016 at Oregon, and then he took time off to run track. He has like the third or fourth fastest time in the world this year in the 110-meter hurdles. He has placed fifth and fourth in the 110-meter hurdles in the past two olympics he's 28 years old so here's the thing he's so he's still running how about this he's going to compete in the uh, usatf outdoor championship which is in uh, july Uh in eugene oregon if you were to qualify for the world championships it will take place august 18th to the 27th in budapest Now what's going on in the NFL August eighteenth to the twenty seventh preseason games? Yeah, right. Training camp and preseason games. Preseason games.
0: But Mm -hmm. still, you know, well, most are out
1: of training camp by then. But yeah, preseason games. This guy was a practice squad player, so he's not an established player in the NFL. Right. So he's a practice squad guy, who's also one of the great one ten you know hurdle guys in the world, and. So he has a chance to go to the World Championships while preseason games are going on. And he says he he says I still don't have a plan of what I'm going to do with with the Worlds being, you know, during training camp. He said obviously it'd be nice to compete at Worlds and it also would be nice to be at training camp so I can make the 53 man roster. Obviously it's going to be a little bit of a decision. He has not made the decision yet. Already been to Olympics fifth and fourth. So the fourth place, he was one slot away Ooh. from being on the podium at the Olympics. So, what do you do? Well, what do you, first no, of all. No. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, book your flights and get them refundable. Because flights right now to Budapest, I'm sure, are through the roof. I mean, I was looking at Ireland flights for the Notre Dame game in that time of year in August. And everyone's flying to Europe this summer, Mike. that It is it is a pricey ticket. So, get a can refundable I ask ticket. A quick,
1: can I ask a quick question while I appreciate... Yeah your thought of, you know, being fiscally responsible. Right. If he makes if he's on the team that makes the worlds, does he have to pay for his flight?
0: I actually don't know. It you is, know, a, good, it is a good question. Maybe if he's sponsored, he doesn't. I'm not hundred percent sure. That is a good research question. But, we'll have to look into,
1: but if he does, he, but if he does, and he would, they would know that right now, that would be smart. Book it as refundable. Because it'd mm-hmm. be cheaper right now. Mm-hmm. But hopefully he Whoever's gets that- booking
0: and paying for yes. his travel. Maybe you it's go. not him. Maybe it's the team. I don't know.
1: Right, right. That's
0: my first advice. My second advice, I say you have to go to Worlds. It, It's kind of a big deal, no?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. And, and if you maybe- do
0: well, I mean, if you do well, it's great publicity for yourself. And maybe the Eagles will cut you and you'll have to join some other P-Squad and make that team. But, I mean, if you get the publicity of like... You're fastest person in the world, and and you are coming back now to the states to play football. I feel like that's a good thing.
1: I gotta, I I would agree that you would be in the news about that, and somebody, if it's not Philly, would give you a shot a trial, again. At least, I mean, yeah. Listen, both of both of the things he's doing in relation to your life, right, is short lived. Correct? Mm-hmm. NFL, and I, and I don't mean football from literally on. I mean the NFL career you can have. Or, window.
0: The, yeah. or the
1: track and field might be even shorter, obviously, with with, you know, the young people coming up and how fast they are and such.
0: I have another point, which is to think of the worst case scenario. So worst case scenario, you you don't take the opportunity to travel and, and compete in on the world stage. And you also get cut from the P squad and now you have neither thing. Whereas like competing in Budapest, like that's seems like a once in a lifetime opportunity or maybe like twice in a lifetime opportunity. Cause this guy's competed, you know, on that sort of stage before you don't want to give that up and then end up with nothing. Right.
1: Even a worse scenario, you go to Budapest, you run and you pull a hammy. Oh. Now you don't place and now you're injured going back and trying to play football.
0: I don't want to put that on the guy. That's definitely bad.
1: Yeah. That would be bad. So, so you would, you would go to the, go to the world to try and get, you know, the Olympics track and field the next summer in France. Yeah. You know, and and, I think, I
0: think that's what I would do. I mean, look, my whole, my dream growing up was to play in the NFL. Mike, you know, this, I always told people when I was like in third grade, I wanted to be an NFL player. Growing up, and unfortunately, I just wasn't tall enough. But <laughs> I would take the opportunity to compete in track and field in an international stage because I think the upshot is, if you do well, you have a cool story to tell people. Yeah. And I think teams, NFL yeah. teams, are always looking, especially in that position, always looking for guys that are quick and that you can plug and play. And and that at that position, I think he's going to be okay.
1: I agree. I I am a hundred percent in agreement with you. I, I wonder what everybody out there would think and do. I you know, he's obviously doing track and field because he loves it, you're not just because he's fast. He, you know, you're not doing something like that if you don't love it. I'm sure he loves football as well. I I, I agree. I think he's got to go for it uh, and and get after that uh, there as well. So, whatever he does, good luck to him. Uh, I hope it is track and field. We'll keep an eye on him uh, and see if, if he ends up uh at the worlds all right that's all uh that that's all real that's like reality tv real stuff uh just we may have to start talking about what we're watching on tv again mm, now that you time know, of year now that outer <laughs> banks is uh is we're not sure what's oh, happening there no, that series outer is banks. Over. we have I to miss pick it up so much
0: L. i miss john b
1: all right, Jess. We'll get to what we're now watching on, uh, on on the different streaming things. One one series has started up again that I know you and I both watch that we can Ooh. we can talk about. Uh, but we have others as well. There's one I'm finishing up. I think on Amazon Prime. I start to lose track of all the different streaming <laughs> things uh, I, I'm watching here. But uh, F1 was off again this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm I know trying. you're what? you
0: want them to race every weekend I do. don't worry, don't worry it's we're basically every weekend or every other weekend for the rest of the year except for during the break, which is in August, which is for three weeks but you know other than that there's a lot there's of races a lot of season
1: left, <laughs> right isn't there a lot of season yeah, left?
0: I feel like I think we're at like the one third of the way through mark something like that
1: okay, so Red Bull is basically dominated everywhere if somebody is and I'm not gonna unseat them, but if there's another If there's another one out there, is it, is it Ferrari? Is it Mercedes? You know,
0: it's a good question. The thing that everyone is talking about now is if Max Verstappen is like literally going to win every single race. So that would be crazy. I, I don't know if that's ever been done before. I would need to brush up on my F1 stats, but if there was a team, maybe Aston Martin, maybe Mercedes, because, and this would only be for, like, a race. This isn't, like, Verstappen and Red Bull are, are I think, solid for the rest of the season. But in, a, in the course of a race, anything can happen. There can be a safety car. Right. There can be right. rain. There can be, you know, any sort of thing can happen. You know, mechanical failure, engine failure, stuff like that. So it's, it's possible that, like, you know, someone else will win a race. Um, it would probably be one of those teams. It would probably be Aston Martin or Mercedes because they've both done – um, pretty significant upgrades over the first part of the season, and look like they're starting to catch up. Catch up more.
1: So even though Max is dominating now, you know with his mm-hmm. World Championship last year, and I'm sure he'll get another one this year, the, the Championship. Lewis Armstrong had how many in a row? Six, Lewis, seven. Lewis
0: Hamilton. I mean seven.
1: Lewis Armstrong. Was, <laughs> he had a lot of uh, Tour Tour de Frances, uh, but uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton, he had he had
0: he I, won seven champ seven championships so, seven yeah. in a row correct a yeah so, well i think I there mean, might have been
1: it might have been one, one that and was, then okay a,
0: a year and then yeah so
1: we're not check. we're not ready to say max is better than lewis are we
0: no, I think, like, in in terms of the the GOAT conversation, I think Michael Schumacher and well, Lewis... Well, no, no, no,
1: I, and I, I agree with that. I knew that. I'm sorry. I just yeah. met between Lewis and Max.
0: Well, I, I would say probably, if you were just to compare the two, like, in this season and last season, Max is probably making fewer mistakes and driving the car, pushing the car more. But I think it's hard to compare, obviously, because they're in different cars, and Lewis is uh, you know, over a decade older than Max, so right. maybe he's, like, slowed a little bit, but he's still, like, probably, the, if, if he's not the best driver, easily the second-best driver, and Fernando is right up there in the conversation, too. Right. So it's hard to compare. I mean, people get in arguments about it all the time because you're not on the same machinery, but Max is really good. Like, he is a phenomenal racer. If he decides that he's going to, like, race as long as lewis has raced in f1 which you know you never know he could retire young right. he could decide because god knows it. they're
1: making enough money that they don't have he to makes, but he
0: makes 60 million dollars a yeah. year i mean yeah
1: i mean it's it's, it's unreal but i yeah. guess i'm talking about legacy is it like is it like basketball where you start to count championships oh yeah and for say sure. okay how many did you win i mean because he, he's gonna get two right he'll get another one this year and that'll be a second correct his
0: third, yeah. His third. I this mean, is his, third, his third. Yeah.
1: His third, and Lewis has seven. So right. I mean, so from a legacy standpoint, Max is the greatest driver in the world right now. I, I, I Yes uh, w- w- Undeniable. I and get in it. the
0: best car. But that's the right. thing about F one that people will argue in circles for days and days and days. Is like once you get into the nitty gritty of who's racing with what car and compare and contrast how their teammate did and to try to see if, you know, they were actually good or if the car was dominant, blah, blah, blah. People argue around it in circles. I think that Max has definitely proven. He was, you know, a racing child prodigy that Red Bull invested in when he was very young they knew he was going to be really good and like it has obviously paid dividends he's very very good and probably bored with how good he is driving um he's given a few interviews where he's like i don't know how long i want to do this and i'm like that's just because you're bored because you you keep winning (laughs) you've been he's been on the podium like 41 times something like that so
1: it's incredible so let me ask you this this is the get the crystal ball out yeah 10 years from now now, Lewis Hamilton will probably be done racing by then, but probably. he still has those seven championships. Like yeah. yeah, he still has those seven championships. Yeah, Ten years from now, Verstappen may be out of it as well. So they could both be out of it. And I don't know how many championships Verstappen will have at that point. That's But that's where I'm going. Ten years from now, when we say Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, who has the better legacy, who is the better driver? Who do you think it'll be?
0: Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think it I think part of the question you're asking is like, can Max win four more championships in the next ten years And I think like that seems possible at this point. but the thing about Formula One is that they're always making new regulations and changing things so that some teams you know have a stronger position one year and then a weaker one the next year because of the rule changes and regulations. Like it's very, very hard to stay dominant for long stretches of times because of the way that the sports constantly evolving and changing their rules. Um, I think Lewis Hamilton will always have one of the most impressive legacies in the sport from a racing standpoint, but also everything he's done, in his life to promote more diversity in racing he's the only black formula one driver he's put a ton of effort and a ton of resources into trying to change the diversity makeup of formula one so i don't think like you know max verstappen can win a million more races you can't take any of that away from Lewis hamilton he has changed the sport completely and he's won a shit ton of races so it's a tough question. I think, you know, there's gonna that's going to be a goat debate for a long time.
1: All right. All right. Fair enough. I
0: weaseled out of your, an answer. You did.
1: You you actually did. But you did it well, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to ask is is the longest sport, that I won't say longest, but the most games in a sport that we have is baseball with 162 mm-hmm. games. Yeah. We're about 80 games in right now. It is a lot. So, you know, I'll never, you know, you've done shows. I've done shows. It's tough to talk about game 56 you know or game 92 so what's what if anything is holding your interest in baseball already the one thing i love is the the pitch clock
0: i love the pitch
1: clock has knocked so much time off the game now when you look at it it average like three hours and nine minutes now it's like two hours and 39 minutes people say oh you know 20 minutes a half hour whatever but that seems like ages it seems like so it, the game seems so much quicker with the pitch clock. I love it. I think, I think it's been great for baseball. You.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I think the, the biggest complaint I hear from critics of the pitch clock is that when you go to a game now in person, they're too fast and you don't get to like sink into your seat and just chill and zone out for a bit, which people love to do for me. Like I have no attention span. I, yeah. if a pitcher is, you know, you know, stepping back and forth, doing the whole thing. And then the batter gets out of the box. And then uh, like, I'm looking at my phone and I miss the pitch. Like that's pretty much my experience with baseball. And that's what that's on me. Like I have no attention span,
1: but I think, I think they're doing a lot of that for the use of the world because the average, <laughs> the average in the attendance, the, youth, and the, the, the use of the word, these two youths. So the average age of an in stadium fan I know. Last year, a couple of years ago, was 56 years old. So they got to young that up. They got to get people like you in there. So that's so that's why I think this is great because you guys don't have a long attention span. You guys are in a microwave society. You want everything right now, and to see how much quicker it goes, I think that's been great. People will get used to it. You know, like they always say, "Oh, how will the players deal with it?" But rules have changed in sports over the decades many times and you know Mm -hmm. what players do they adapt because Mm -hmm. there are new rules they have either adapt or you're (laughs) out it's exactly right so they adapt to it so i love it i think that's been a great part of the game the other is streaks or races or home runs or batting averages like Who's on a hitting streak? You know, you're getting Mm -hmm. close. When do you start caring? You know about the hitting streak. You know, if somebody trying to catch Joe DiMaggio 56 games. You know, when do you start caring about a home run race? You know, nowadays people look at the home run a little bit less. The biggest thing I hate, I'm not going to lie, is back in the Maguire Sosa era when they were doing knocking the ball out of the park all the time, having home run races. Right? They were cutting Mm -hmm. into games. From other programs. Oh,
0: I hated it. I hate when they did it with Aaron Judge last year. I complained about it to anyone. Did you
1: really? Listened.
0: I complained about it because I'm not. I'm watching Sam Hartman throw six touchdown passes in the Wake Forest Clemson game. It's a battle. DJ Uianguay's best game for Clemson last year, by the way. I don't care about Aaron Judge. If I care about Aaron Judge, I would turn on Aaron Judge. But I'm with you. Like the the streaks, the records, all of that yeah. stuff. And the postseason stakes, those are the things when I'm probably going to start tuning in because unless I'm going to a game in June and July and August, I'm probably not watching it because this is the only time of year I have to uh, catch up on all the other shows that I want to watch because other than the WNBA, not a lot of sports going on right now. So I have to watch, I have to binge watch every TV show that I miss during football, basketball, and hockey season.
1: Yeah, and we're going to get to those in a second. The, The one thing, but I think it's too early you know, we're about 80 games in is the the kid from the Marlins, uh, Luis Arreyes. He's hitting yeah. 399. It's a little early to be worrying about, you know, Arreyes and hitting 399. You got a lot of season to go. I Listen, I hope he's do- does it. I hope he's around that later in the season. Uh, so we can, maybe they will break in uh, from a show that, that no. you're watching. So you'll hate it. Uh, maybe one of the shows that we watch. So all the shows we watch are streaming. So it uh, probably won't be, but something definitely to kind of keep in the in the in the view a little bit, and we'll see what happens as we get uh, further down into the season. All right, coming up next. Um, I know I impressed you uh, at mm-hmm. the party at our Subpar Classic. Ooh, you and, did. Yes, and and we have some uh, some TV shows to talk about as well.
0: Well, my favorite show on television right now is, is The Righteous Gemstones, which had a yes. new episode that came out Sunday night. But I missed it because I was at the Golick Subpar Classic Welcome Party, which Mike was electric. And I saw an even better performance than anything that the Righteous Gemstones family could do at their mega church, which was you singing Brandy on stage, karaoke style, Im- impromptu, I think. Was that on the bill of events i didn't know that was gonna happen
1: no mary gallagher who runs this thing i had to go up and announce something with on the mic we had a dj there and when i finished she said she just whispered to me stay up here keep the mic and then she started talking to the dj and i had no idea what was going on and then brandy starts playing and that's (laughs) that's my go-to karaoke song all the time you knew all
0: the words
1: all right, well, if you're your karaoke song, you got to, even though they have the screen in front of you for karaoke. Um, I, I know all those words. So I jumped on stage and I sang it and I had a ball. And the good thing is, it doesn't go too high or too low. So yeah. it, I can kind of stay in the range, which brought up this idea somebody said to me afterward. They said, why not after the auction, why not have karaoke?
0: That's a good idea. That would be I, fun for next year. I thought I'm, so as well. I'll start it off. I mean, I'm so What's down. your
1: song? What's your song? Uh,
0: Me and Bobby McGee by Janis Joplin. That's my oh, song. Oh, that's a
1: great song.
0: It's a good one. It's my oh, favorite. Yeah. I used to sing Low Places by Garth Brooks, but I can't go that low.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's like oh, it's I, like
0: medium places for me. It's so not I, very low.
1: So I I think we're going to do that because by the time the auction was over, it started at six, and you want to move things along. By the time the auction was over, it was about eight thirty, and it goes till eleven. So you know, and, and we had plenty of people that hung out till eleven. But open I think bar, we may I mean, try that. Yeah, open bar I'm, is always okay. Going to do I'm that.
0: I'm all for. If you need help setting that up next year, I am all right. So down. Maybe I'll sing "Misbehaving" from oh, the Righteous Gemstones.
1: I so <laughs> we'll we'll put a pin in that, and we'll do that next year. I'm a big Righteous Gemstones guy as well. I, I'm a big fan of that show. The first couple this season, a little more on the drama side as the kids mm-hmm. are taking over for their dad, you know, and, and having troubles going through the troubles there. So I, I think it'll start to hopefully lighten up a little bit and, 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 and get to that funny funniness again that we're used to.
0: Yeah, there's, there's something that I, I scream all the time that is like, I probably shouldn't because people probably think that I'm talking about a turd. But in season two, when he's uh, Uncle Baby Billy screams "Toilet Baby" because like the, the woman has a yes, baby in the toilet. In a, in a toilet. I scream "Toilet Baby" all the time now, and I just don't <clears throat> think that it, if people aren't familiar with the show, they probably yeah. think that yeah, that I'm you're a little about gross, yeah, poop. But no, talking I'm talking gross. about a baby in a toilet, yeah. and I baby just in a it's toilet. just funny the way he says it, and I just oh, love it is. so much.
1: It, it's it's a great show, but the one I, I think you watched the Bear too, right?
0: I love the bear. I haven't started the new season yet. I I haven't
1: either. Because the one kid in that was was in Shameless, which I watched. I loved, loved Shameless. Yes. And uh, so he's in the bear now as owning a restaurant and a chef. I think it's great. I think it's a very cool thing.
0: I ate an Italian beef the other night thinking about, I can't wait to watch the show, but I have to wait until after the golf tournament because... I can't, you know, I can't start and then not finish it right away. So that's going to be what I, that's going to be what I do the rest of this week. Mike, watch the bear. The other show that I started, do not watch this show. It is so bad. The idol on HBO max is just, have you seen any of it?
1: No, I have not. And I will not. Good,
0: Don't honestly, I have secondhand embarrassment for, is it
1: worse than outer banks, which we've both watched. (laughs) I love outer banks. but we I love hate, it, but I love, we hate it. I
0: hate it. I hate oh. it so much, but I love it. I miss it, honestly. So th- this, film... this
1: movie isn't like this? This one oh, isn't it's, like it's this? Oh, it's
0: actually just bad. It's just bad. Okay. It made me, like, <clears throat> uncomfortable. Like, it was just bad writing and bad characters. Okay. And The Weeknd is the creator of it, and he stars in it. And he plays like this pop star. And it was so bad that he did an interview in GQ where he was like, yeah, it's supposed to be campy. And I'm like, I'm not sure about that the weekend. So don't watch
1: it. I will not watch it. I am on Amazon Prime. I am watching something called Joe Pickett, who is a game warden that uh, tries to, you know.
0: I don't know about Joe Pickett.
1: I I know. But I I do know
0: about Kenny Pickett.
1: I don't think. And on that note, you know what we're going to (laughs) do? We're going to say goodbye.